A couple of weeks ago, I told the story of Ahab's death. Today, I'm going to continue on the same journey and I'm going to discuss the way his wife, Jezebel, died. I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to read from 2 Kings chapter 9. I'm going to start in the King James Version, but then I'm going to also read from the Message Bible. There's a lot to get through today, and I want to make sure that you understand this story. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to the story of Ahab. Um, I believe it's camouflaging lizards um, and Ahab, something like that. But it's, it's not the last podcast, but it's the one before that. And listen to that podcast so that you get the full story on Ahab. And then come back and listen to this one. So 2 Kings chapter 9. And Elisha the prophet called one of the children of the prophets and said unto him, Gird up thy loins and take this box of oil in thy hand and go to Ramoth Gilead. I'm going to skip down to verse 5. And when he came, and when he had came, behold, the captains of the host were sitting, and he said, I am I have an errand to thee, O captain. And Jehu said, Unto which of all of us? And he said, To thee, O captain. And he arose and went into the house, and he poured the oil on his head, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I have anointed thee king over the people of of the Lord, even over Israel. And Thou shalt smite the house of Ahab, thy master, and I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, the blood of all the servants of the Lord at the hand of Jezebel. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab him that pisseth against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel. And I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebath, and like the house of Bashai, the son of Ariah. And I I apologize if I'm pronouncing these names wrong, but you get the point. And the most important part, verse 10, And the dogs shall eat Jezebel in the portion of of Jezreel, and there shall be none to bury her. And he opened the door and fled. Now I'm going to go all the way to verse 29. And in the eleventh hour of Jeram, the son of Ahab, began Azariah to reign over Judah. And when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. And she painted her face and tired her head and looked out the window and painted her face, just 
in this version just means that she put makeup on and tired her hair she adored she adorned her hair and I will also read this in the message Bible and it will make it a little bit more clear but verse 31 and as Je as Jehu entered in the gate she said had Zemariah peace who slew his master so she's asking who is this and he lifted up his face to the window and said who is on my side who and there looked out to him two or three enuches and he said throw her down so they threw her down and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses and he trod her underfoot. So he trampled under her with the horses underfoot. And when he, he when he had and and when he was come in, he did eat and drink and said, Go, see now this cursed woman and bury her, for she is the king's daughter. And they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the, and the palms of her hands. Wherefore, they came again and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spake by the servant Elisha, saying, In the portion of Jezreel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the caucuses of Jezebel shall be dung up upon the face of the field in the portion of Jezreel so that they shall not say this is Jezebel so in case you did not fully understand that I'm gonna go and I'm gonna read verse 29 through 37 in the message Bible now we're talking about Jezebel. As you remember, she killed lots of prophets. She was a conniving woman, very sneaky and cunning and very bold. And God had given her chance after chance to repent. And um, Ahab was a very weak man. Uh, but what he couldn't do, Jezebel made sure could be done. And so she was an evil woman. And so God had warned her. And the prophecy went forth that of how she would die for telling her death if she did not repent. Um, and she did it. So verse 29 in the Message Bible states. In the 11th hour of the reign of Joram, son of Ahab, Uzziah had become king of Judah. When Jezebel heard that Jeru had arrived in Jezreel, she made herself up, put on eyeshadow, and arranged her hair, and posed seductively at the window. Now, <laughs> I, I was really blown away by this because I thought that to myself that this had to be an arrogant woman she already knows what her doom is so she's basically is saying I'm gonna if I'm going out this is how I'm going out I'm going out and I'm gonna be beautiful 
I don't know why she posed seductively at the window. I There's a lot of things that go through my mind when I wonder why she would have done that. Um, and I'm sure your mind, you could think of a thousand reasons of why she would have done that. But it just goes to show the type of person that she was. And to continue reading, when Jehu came through the city gate, she called down. So how are things, Zamari, you dashing king killer? <laughs> you dashing king killer. Call it names now, aren't we? Jehu looked up at the window and called, Is there anybody up there on my side? Two or three. And he ordered, Throw her down. They threw her out the window. Now, what a terrifying death to be thrown out of a window. And I'm going to assume that this window is not two feet high. You know, she was a queen. So, and this was a king's palace. So, if you watch movies where there are kings and queens, when they are in a palace, when they are in their castle... I mean, it is huge. So imagine, throw her down. They threw her out the window. And her blood splattered on the walls, on the horses. Uh, that is just tragic. And then, to top it off, Jehu trampled her under his horse's hooves. Wow. Verse 34, then Jehu went inside and ate his lunch. Now, can you imagine? <laughs> he was so confident and at peace after killing this woman. It's time to eat. We done threw her out the window or they done threw her out the window. Her blood splattered everywhere. They trampled upon her. Now let's go eat. But that is just how God is when he has given warning after warning after warning and we don't change and a prophecy goes forth it is what it is and you just keep it moving and that's exactly what was done here so during lunch he gave orders so <laughs> this didn't happen and then they immediately dispose of the body or what was left of the body. And then they went to eat. No, this, this was a conversation that was happening while they was eating. During lunch, he gave orders. Take care of that damned woman. Give her a decent burial. She is, after all, a king's daughter. Wow. Give her a decent burial because she is a king's daughter. After all, she is a king's daughter. I just love that. But verse 35, they went out to bury her, but there was nothing left of her but her skull, her feet, and her hands. They came back and told Jehu, he said, it's God's word, the word spoken by Elisha. So she put on all that pretty makeup for nothing. And in the end, the word, the prophecy that Elisha spoke came to pass. That 
in the field of Jezreel, dogs will eat Jezebel. The body of Jezebel will be like dog droppings on the ground of Jezreel. Old friends and lovers will say, I wonder, is this Jezebel? Ooh, honey, that is something. Dog droppings? Dog droppings. <laughs> I wonder, is that Jezebel? Wow. This is a story that reminded me of a particular animal. Of course, right? That's, this, that's what this whole podcast is about. It's about taking elements of nature and applying them to biblical principles. So, of course, this story reminds me of an animal. And that animal today is the raccoon. Not because the raccoon has a painted makeup-like face either, but because of the characteristics of a raccoon. Now, we have not seen any raccoons in our yard. As a matter of fact, even though I have not seen a raccoon in my yard, I try to prepare for raccoons every day. Since we have moved in our home, I have prepared for raccoons. I have prepped. And what I mean by that is I have prepped not to have raccoons because I have had to deal with raccoons before in the past. And so I try to make sure that the trash is minimum. And there are times where we have a lot of trash because we are, are you know, we were doing some renovations. We're done with renovations now but we were doing some renovations and so we had a lot of stuff coming out of our house and so during that time I was like okay I was telling my husband look we need to get us a second trash can because this trash can has our normal trash in it and then we are overloading it with all of the stuff from the renovations that can't that's that can at least fit in there and then for a while, we had some things that just kind of had to sit out in the yard until we could dispose of them. And I was constantly coming out and checking and making sure that at least the, uh, the surrounding area was clean because I did not want raccoons. And I kept telling my husband, I don't want us to get raccoons. We can't get raccoons. We get raccoons. We can't get rid of them. We can't get rid of them. We, got, we cannot have raccoons. So now we have two trash cans. And I make sure that the trash is not um, bulging out of the trash can. That's another reason for wanting two trash cans. Because if we have a lot of trash that week, then we can easily just go ahead and use the second trash can. All because of the thought of having raccoons. Raccoons are very, very cute, cuddly looking animals but or I should say mammals but you don't want them in your yard because it is very hard to get rid of them and when I had a raccoon problem I actually lived in an apartment and my apartment was 
near a forest in in Texas and um, the dumpster happened to be right in front of this little foresty area and my apartment was right by the dumpster great (laughs) right by the dumpster but we had raccoons and they were so cute that people would feed them which is a big mistake and I will admit there were times where I wanted to feed them but I never did but I end up still feeding them because other people fed them when I would go to put my trash in the trash can there they were and they were not afraid of people and oftentimes I would have to stand a few feet away from the trash can or the dumpster and toss my trash in the dumpster because I didn't want close contact with the raccoons in the event um, I was to maybe accidentally get bitten and get rabies which leads to my next point the reason why raccoons can be so dangerous to an area is because they carry rabies oftentimes they carry rabies and I'm going to read a little bit about these little cute little munchkins I'm on livescience.com okay Now, raccoons are omnivores. They eat vegetation and meat. The vegetation in their diet consists of cherries, apples, acorns, berries, peaches, fruits, plums, grapes, figs, watermelons, beech nuts, corn, and walnuts. When it comes to meat, raccoons consume more invertebrates than vertebrates. Some of the raccoon's favorite animal treats are frogs, fish, crayfish, insects, rodents, and bird eggs. And let me also just add this. If you are a farmer like me, or a homesteader like me, and you have chickens, raccoons will try and kill your chickens. So they are a threat also to any type of um, small animals, ducks, chickens that you may have in your yard. And um, it can be very vicious if they get to, because they have, you know, their little thumbs. And so they they can open a lot of latches. So there's a particular, particular latch that you have to have on your chicken coop if you are to keep them safe from raccoons so of course then that's another reason why I I don't want them in my yard okay so according to livescience.com it says that raccoons are considered one of the primary carriers primary carriers of the rabies virus in the United States though only one person has ever died from a raccoon to a human transmission of the disease according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. But they are the primary carrier of rabies. Now, you may be asking, what is rabies? So, I looked um, at some more websites on 
raccoons and myclevelandclinic.org it's actually my.clevelandclinic.org rabies is a serious but fairly rare disease it is a virus transmitted to humans through an infected animal saliva rabies is almost always fatal if left untreated rabies is both prevented and treated with a rabies vaccine this is why when you get pets like dogs cats you have to get them vaccinated for rabies um, so I'm gonna tell you some of the symptoms of rabies and I'm gonna talk about it a little bit so some of the symptoms is pain fatigue headaches fever okay uh, but it, it also is irritability excessive movements agitation aggressiveness and confusion in addition hallucinations hallucinations paralysis difficulty speaking extreme sensitivity to light sounds and touch double vision problems moving facial muscles abnormal movements of the diaphragm and muscles that control breathing difficulty swallowing and increased production of saliva foaming at the mouth this is all symptoms that are associated with rabies now if you get bit by an animal that has rabies I believe you have about two to three days or 24 to 48 hours so a day to one day to two days not three so one to two days so 24 to 48 hours I believe that you have about two days at max to get the vaccine once you get rabies then there's no cure for it from my understanding of how this works you only have that amount of time you if you get it it's too late pretty much for you so um i i'm going to refer to a movie and a tv show when it comes to rabies and um, that movie you some of you all if you are around my age i'm 41 so if you are around my age you will know what this movie is and it's cujo and as you know in the movie cujo um it's about a dog who was bitten by a bat it went running after a bat or running after a cat or something that went into I, I don't remember exactly but they went into this hole and, and then the bats were in the hole and a bat flew out of the hole and bit Cujo and Cujo got rabies but of course you didn't notice anything the first day okay so he got bit by this uh, bat that had rabies and after about the second day he started to foam at the mouth and display some of the symptoms that are on here. Cujo had excessive movements. He was agitated. He was aggressive. He seemed confused. 
uh, before he pro- he was probably having some kind of seizure, which seizures is associated with this. He had to be hallucinating. Um, it caused him to be sensitive to light, double vision. Well, maybe in the, he wasn't sensitive to, to light, but it caused him to have problems with his facial muscles. I mean, I'm examining Cujo as if I'm watching the movie and I'm watching his behaviors of how he was acting after after the rabies kicked in. And then, of course, you know, the rest of the story, his family is in their car and, you know, they can't get out because Cujo is so aggressive and he's not acting. He's is abnormal. He's not acting like a normal dog, even an aggressive dog. He's not even acting like just a regular aggressive dog. He's overly aggressive and agitated. And, of course... The biggest symptom of how people know is he was foaming at the mouth. And oh my gosh, it was gross. He was foaming at the mouth, but he had rabies. And so the only way for him to be cured of that was they had to put him down. He would have to be killed. Okay. That was the only way because it was too late. There was no vaccine. Gosh, you even try to give him a vaccine at that point. You're probably going to die yourself or get bitten in the process or scratched in the process. Another show that I want to reflect on is Criminal Minds. Now, I am a big Criminal Minds fan. I love watching Criminal Minds. It's no longer on television. Was the season has ended, but I still watch Criminal Minds. I will watch. I've watched literally every episode. I've probably watched every episode, but maybe two. And it's a reason why I didn't watch the two. So I'm not going to go into that. But I love Criminal Minds. And there was one episode where. A young lady had got infected with the rabies virus. I don't remember the full details of the episode. I think she was actually injected by someone, uh, the, the unsub. But she had rabies. And by the time the crew got to her to try to save her, it was too late. She as well was foaming at the mouth. She had extreme sensitivity to light, sound, and touch. She had difficulty speaking. I can imagine she had double vision. She was hallucinating. She was very agitated, confused. She was extremely aggressive. She had excessive movement. She was irritable. She had muscle spasms. She had every single thing just about on this list of of symptoms from having rabies. And it was so sad because they had to put her down they had to kill her because she she it was too late and I think I remember um even one of the uh the um cops or the FBI agents saying it's too late they had to put her down it was so sad you know watching tv but it was so sad and I remember thinking oh my god I never thought about a human being getting rabies like that I also remember listening to an NPR special where a woman was being interviewed and she had gotten bitten by um, a squirrel or something and um, she was afraid that she may have had rabies. And her, she talked about her struggle the over the two days to try and get to a doctor to get the rabies um, vaccine. And how everyone was telling her, you got to hurry up, you got to hurry up and get it because you only have about another day left. And 
it was she it took forever for her to even find a clinic that had it so I was just thinking wow I mean that's pretty scary but to get on the topic of Jezebel because rabies is such a dangerous disease and it causes all of these things it reminded me of Jezebel because of who she was maybe she wasn't sensitive to light and she she didn't have a fever and she wasn't necessarily confused but there were parts where I could tell she was agitated there were parts where she was aggressive and maybe not in the sense that she was going out foaming at the mouth attacking people but her first thought if she didn't get her way or her husband Ahab didn't get his way well you know what I'm gonna fix it and I'm gonna fix it my way I'm gonna have these prophets killed you want to take that land over there I'll kill them I got it I'll handle it a very evil aggressive woman in that sense and so she reminds me of a rabies crazed Cujo because of how she was toward human beings just don't have any type of love and care for people love and care for human beings she didn't care that the prophets had wives and husbands and children at home she didn't care she didn't care that a kingdom was not hers that it belonged to someone else, that land and property was not hers, that it was inherited within one family to another family or within one family. And when this person died, this person got it. She didn't care. She was crazed in the sense that she had to have it her way. She had to have it her way. She was like a person with rabies. In ScienceDaily.com, it says many infectious agents change behavior. It's talking about rabies. Many infectious agents change behavior in their host. But we do not understand how they do this. Our study provides for the time a detailed Mocular mechanism for how an infectious agent induces specific behaviors. Now, in Jezebel's case, in Jezebel's case, you wouldn't have understood it either. But she was like an infectious agent. She was the host, but she also affected her husband because if he couldn't do it, she could do it. And he relied on her to do it. Whatever it was. He didn't ask questions. Jezebel, what did you do? Did you have people killed? What What did you do that for? He didn't care. He wanted what he wanted. And he knew his wife could get it. And so she was a crazed, evil woman. Agitated. Aggravated. Aggressive. And she may not have naturally been foaming at the mouth. But spiritually, she was foaming at the mouth. Because she was ready to bite and scratch and attack whomever. It didn't matter. 
It didn't matter. She behaved like a raccoon with rabies. How many of you know women in particular? It could be a man too, but we're talking about women because Jezebel was a woman. But although her spirit is not just linked to a woman, the Jezebel spirit can be a man or a woman. But how many of you ever just been around a particular woman who just did not have any care for anyone but herself? Maybe on a job? Just crazed, foaming at the mouth, just ready to attack everybody. Just ready to get her way. When I was growing up, there was a particular woman whom I was friends with for a short time. I've known her almost all my life, but was only really friends with her for a short time because this woman was so conniving. I mean, that... She could take, she could find the slightest thing, the, the, something that just really didn't matter and she could blow it up. She had a way of making a good situation just so bad and negative. She was a liar. She would lie, lie, lie. And she was very manipulative and controlling. She could convince people that her lies were fact. I also know some men that have been the same way with that Jezebel spirit. Controlling, manipulative, convincing people to give him what he wanted. And she was the same way. Convinced people to give her what she wanted. And she could not take friendship with other people if you were friends with somebody and she was jealous of that she was going to do whatever she could to manipulate that friendship and destroy it because then she then had to have your friend and it was so bad to even when we became adults I didn't want to have anything to do with her and I remember she would reach out Hey, Kristen, I just see, it seemed like I reached out to you. You, you, I just was wondering, are you mad at me? No, baby, I'm not mad at you. I forgive you. And I did. I forgave her. But just because I forgive her didn't mean I wanted to be around her. I did not want to be around someone with infectious behavior such as hers. And the the particular guy that I knew who was the same way, because as I said, Jezebel, you know, I'm using it as an example with women because growing up, a lot of times women can be conniving toward each other, but it's not limited to women. And I knew a man the same way. Just take, 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 would never give, take, 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 take to get what he wanted. If he woke up one morning and said, oh, I want a car. Who can I take it from? Who can I convince? Who can I manipulate to let me use their car? And I'm not, they're not giving me that car, but I'm going to use it every day as if it's my car. So in, in actuality, it's my car. Jezebel. 
foaming at the mouth, ready to take, ready to bite, ready to slander, ready to lie on and manipulate and control, agitated, have to have everything their way. It's a Jezebel spirit. And it is infectious. It is contagious. And if you are around that person too long, you would become that person. You would become that crazed. You would be foaming at the mouth, ready to control and manipulate. And you won't even know why you're doing it. But you are being controlled by the spirit of Jezebel. So if you don't take anything today out of this message, do take that in the end, it did not end well for Jezebel. If you are operating in the spirit of Jezebel, it won't end well for you. If you know people who are operating in the spirit of Jezebel, it won't end well for them. She may have painted her face like a raccoon, but all that was left of Jezebel was her skull. It wasn't even the skin on her face to even see the makeup. The dogs licked it and ate it and pooped it out. There was nothing left of Jezebel but her skull, her hands, and her feet. And I can imagine that the look, you probably couldn't even tell it was her. They knew it was her because of what had happened. The soldiers knew. They pushed her out. She fell. She got trampled upon. They knew. Everybody else, though, later on down the line, when a dog would poop, They will wonder, is that Jezebel? That is awful to know that you have died a horrible death and then you literally have gone through their bowel system, through their digestive system, the digestive system of wild dogs. These are not domesticated dogs. These are wild dogs. Have you ever seen wild dogs? Because they do exist. Wild dogs. Now, you probably haven't seen them in the United States, but there are wild dogs. Their digestive system and become feces. See, God is a God of love, but he is also a God of wrath. And sometimes we get so caught up in the love of God, in the grace, in the mercy of God, that we forget he is not one to be played with. He will love on us and he will give us grace and he will give us mercy. But it is not a continual, continual, continual reason for you to continue in your sin. Because then he have to come back with the hammer. I have three children. I will warn them multiple times when they are not doing something that I've told them to do. I will warn them, okay, if you don't do this, this is going to happen. Okay, this is day two. You're still not doing it. I'm going to give you another chance to get it right. By that third or fourth time, 
I'm like, okay, you taking my grace and my mercy on you for granted. Now I have to put down the hammer. You're grounded from your electronics for a week. Okay, no more sleepovers. Okay, this is not going to happen until you bring this grade up. You have to put down the hammer as a parent. And it's the same way with the Lord. He will only go so far with giving you grace. If he's, t- you're, you killing prophets. You're being conniving. You agitated. You foaming at the mouth. You're crazed. Okay. I'm going to start putting down the hammer. This is what's going to happen. Whew. I do not want the Lord to give me the kind of punishment that he gave Jezebel. And even in the end, she was so arrogant that she didn't even repent. She put makeup on and posed sexy at the window as if her sexiness was going to change his mind. Still arrogant. Still. Well, if I'm going to die, this is how I'm going to die. As opposed to, I'm sorry. Even if it wouldn't have even changed anything. Because it wouldn't have. It, well, we don't know. We really don't know. But it may not have changed anything. But at least humble yourself. If there is any chance at this point of having some grace, even if it's a 2% chance, I'll take it, Lord. I will take it. But she didn't do that. She was still black around the eyes like the raccoon. She didn't care. So I want to encourage you today. If you know anyone that's like this, or if you're operating like this, we ain't perfect. We have our moments. Lord, correct me. And take the correction when it comes. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I humble myself. Don't allow me to be crazed. Don't allow me to foam at the mouth after people. Don't allow me to become a liar and a cheater and a stealer and a murderer stealing people's hopes and dreams just trampling upon their faith destroying everything that they put their hands to you don't have a man so you're trying to take somebody else's man he not yours that is not your man if you stay faithful and humble yourself, the Lord will give you your own man. That's not your man. That's not your wife. Yes, I know you like her. You think you love her. That's not your wife. That's somebody else's wife. Don't be greedy. Don't operate like that. Don't be irritable. Don't have that excessive movement. And what you do because you're anxious. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. Don't have those abnormal thoughts. When those thoughts come, take those thoughts captive. Thoughts come, take them captive. Don't do that. Don't do it. 
Don't foam at the mouth after something that doesn't belong to you. Humble yourself. Ask God for forgiveness. Ask God to help you not become crazed like Jezebel, selfish, ambitious for the wrong things. She was a queen. She had enough. It's not enough for you to go and take somebody else's stuff. You have enough. Even if you don't think you have enough, you have enough. When it's time for you to have more, the Lord will bless you with more. He may not be blessing you with more right now because he knows you are crazed and foaming at the mouth. Slow down for a moment. So I'm going to pray this prayer with you. Lord, if there is anything in me that has become the spirit of Jezebel... It doesn't matter what my sex is, if I am male or female, if there is a spirit of Jezebel in me, reveal it to me and cleanse me, cleanse me of those unwanted desires and thoughts and images. Cleanse me, Lord, forgive me. Give me a chance to get it right. Help me to get it right. Send the right people in my path to help me heal from my past and heal from everything that has caused me to be this way. Send the right people in my path, Father, that would help me to move on and not operate in the spirit of Jezebel. And even more so, Lord, give me the ears to hear in the eyes to see that when they correct me, I can receive it. And I will know it's you because I am praying this prayer today. So when you send your servant, your faithful servant to correct me, I will receive the correction and I will walk in holiness from this day forward. I am blessed. I am the head and not the tail. I don't need to desire and take something that does not belong to me. I don't need to dress my face up because I am already beautifully and wonderfully made. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me today. I surrender. I surrender my all to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. Stay warm as the cold season begins to slowly come in. Unless you're in California (laughs) or somewhere on, on the islands. And be blessed. Hi. This is Kristen, and thank you for listening to my podcast, Encouragement from Kristen's Backyard. For I'd like to offer you an invitation to Christ today. For John 3.16 states that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. If you are tired of doing things your own way and running from the Lord, and you want to give your heart to him today, all it takes is for you to confess your sins to him 
and then state that, Lord, I desire to have a relationship with you. Please come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And there, you are saved. Please click the subscribe button. And also, follow me on Instagram at Encouragement from My Homestead. God bless.